the NWHL Fifth Star Podcast presented by the National Women's Hockey League. I'm Ken Reichman. Well, here we go, folks. It is all set. It's the Buffalo Buttes going for back-to-back titles up against the Metropolitan Riveters on Sunday for the Isabel Cup. A little bit of background on the Isabel Cup for those new to the NWHL, the Isabel Cup, the championship trophy of the NWHL, named after Lord Frederick Arthur Stanley's daughter, Isabel, who shared his love of the game and is known to be one of the first female hockey players in Canada. Isabel, along with her brothers, encouraged her father to purchase a silver cup to award to the best amateur hockey team in Canada, and the Stanley Cup, as it was later named, became the championship trophy of the NHL. So the Isabel Cup on the line, the Buffalo Buttes going for back-to-back championships. They're going to have to go through a Metropolitan Riveters team, one that they shouldn't be too afraid of. The Buttes and the Riveters have seen each other three times since the beginning of February. All three of them, the Buttes won. They won 5-3 back on February 3rd, 4-3 on February 25th, and then finally 2-1 on March 4th, highlighting a period of time for the Riveters where they were having trouble figuring it out. They won 11 straight to start the season, stumbled a little bit at the end, and the Buttes were a big part of that stumble, and they're going to meet each other in the Isabel Cup final, and we're going to hear a lot about it from our guests on today's show, an absolutely miraculous show for the week leading up. To the Isabel Cup, we've got Alexa Grushow, Courtney Burke, head coach Chad Weissman, and Haley Skamura all on the podcast to talk about the upcoming championship battle. Folks, I gotta say it, go get your tickets. It is going to be a bananas atmosphere. That place is going to be ridiculous on Sunday, this upcoming weekend for the championship. Get your tickets. You can get them online at nwhl.zone. Doors open one hour before puck drop. After the game, players will be available for autographs. It's going to be a lot of fun, and you're going to want to be there. And if you can't be there, tune in on Twitter. The broadcast and the Twitter game of the week is obviously the Isabel Cup Championship between the Riveters and the Buttes. You're going to enjoy it, so tune in on Twitter if you can't be there. But if you are in the area, get your tickets. You will not regret it. Get your tickets and be there. Okay, so no more from me. Let's hear from those who are going to be competing on Sunday for the Isabel Cup. Alexa Grushow is the MVP of the NWHL this season and a member of the Metropolitan Riveters. Alexa, MVP, how'd that happen? <laughs> wow, um, it is, it's quite the honor getting that in this league. Um, like I said a couple times already in uh, my statements, I would say that it's, the team behind me that that helped me get this award this year obviously can't do it without them and um, just receiving constant uh, support and encouragement from yes my team and my coaches but also whether it was fans or members of the league uh, family friends um, that, that just the encouragement really went a long way and just um, helped me to keep pushing myself throughout the whole season last year 21 games played two goals Nine assists, eleven points. Yeah. This year, twenty games played, eleven goals. It's more than five times the amount that you put in last year, and fourteen mm-hmm. assists for a total of twenty-five points. That didn't mm-hmm. happen by accident. I mean, I mean, one. How many Wheaties did you eat over the off season? 
Yeah, maybe I'll just try to double my points each year. I'm yeah, that, that that should work. Yeah, I mean, the, the offseason was huge for me. Put in a lot of work, put in a lot of time. Um, and it, it seems to be p- paying off for sure. I have to admit I did surprise myself a bit at the start of the season, you know, when I started um, putting in a couple goals here and there. I was like, wow, you know, I'm off to a great start. I hope I, I can keep this up. This feels good. Again, the encouragement was, was coming through, which always is nice to hear. And I was lucky enough to be able to uh, keep going and keep contributing to my team, which is what the the greatest thing about it is that all in all, I was helping the team. We were winning games. We were succeeding, doing well. And that's what was making it worth it to, to get these points. So how much of it is just the confidence? I mean, maybe if in the beginning of the season it didn't always go, right? It was hitting the post or the goalie mm-hmm. made an incredible save or yada, yada, yada. How much of what you were able to accomplish throughout the entirety of the season was because you built that confidence up at the beginning? I would say that's a huge part of it for me. I know I've talked about confidence a couple times, whether I was talking to media or things like that. Um, when they're asking me about that, my game, and that's a huge thing for me, especially from year one to year two, I was just able to gain that level of confidence that I'm comfortable playing with, and it allows me to settle into my game. And I think that was, I was able to capture that just because it was year two, so I wasn't a rookie anymore. I also seemed to build a more comfortable bond with my coach. I was intimidated with him um, at first, and now we're good buddies, I would say. So just that factor, I wasn't – in year two, I wasn't scared to make a mistake on the ice. Like, I may have been in year one a little shaky, a little passive. Um, So I was just able to squash that going into year two and just know that I I was here for a reason. I was chosen – Uh, to be a member of this team for a reason. I just wanted to uh, step up my game and step up my role on the Riveters. Definitely. You guys started the season 11-0 and then stumbled a little bit uh, towards the finishing line. Uh, Tell me how you guys have talked about that as a team. I'm sure it's something that's come up. What are you guys doing to get back to the way it was in November? Well, our last game, we definitely got back to – Riveters hockey everyone I think it was just the fact that it was a playoff game where everyone you know whatever we may have come across in those last couple games where it was a struggle or we weren't really um, looking like ourselves out there once we hit that playoff game everyone knew okay this is it we've got to cut out whatever could possibly be causing us to be off and Everyone knew what their role was that day and put 100% effort into making sure that they um, succeeded in that role. And that's why I think we had such a great game on Sunday um, against the Whale because everyone was bought in. And we knew we had one shot and leave it all out on the ice and this will take us in the next week and we were able to do that. Are you guys, I'm sure I know the answer to this question, but are you guys a little intimidated by the Buttes right now? Uh, I wouldn't say intimidated, no. We know what our last couple games were against them. And like I said, going off this game we just played, we got back to our original Riveters hockey, which is 
just, like I said, leaving it all out there and being relentless and supporting each other. And we're going to carry that into Sunday. We're not going to uh, approach the game being intimidated in any way. This is, we're coming into our rank and we feel that this is our time to win the championship. Tell me how cool it's going to be to play that game at home in front <laughs> of what's going to be a bonkers crowd on Sunday. Oh, it's it's going to be amazing. I mean, this past Sunday, they were wild. It was the loudest it's ever been, and that definitely helped us in our game. It just got everyone on our bench was just, riled up because of the crowd i mean every whistle they had you know the crowd doing cheers or at one point i was coming off the ice and i saw the wave i'm like that is so awesome (laughs) are you a wave supporter sure why not okay i know there's there's some debate right now in the sports world about the wave but alexa grushow is in yeah all right I would say go for it. All right. The wave is good for Grushow, and she, I'm sure, wants to see a lot of it this weekend when the Riveters go for the Isabel Cup for the first time in franchise history on mm-hmm. Sunday. Courtney Burke is the Defender of the Year just announced and a member of the Isabel Cup uh, contending squad, the Metropolitan Riveters. Courtney, how do you feel knowing that in just a few days you're going to be competing for an Isabel Cup? Yeah, I'm super excited. I know the team's pretty excited. I mean, we have a snowstorm here, so um, things are getting a little messed up with practice. But, um, you know, we're all excited. We've all been talking about it. You know, we have a group chat going on, and we're all excited. So, um, you know, just ready to get on the ice on Sunday. Tell me a little bit. Obviously, you're a member of the Riveters, but I want to I want to hear you talk a little bit about the Buttes, who are a team that you know, not that nobody ever expects them to compete, but they always seem to make their way to championship status. How is that? What have you seen against them in the first few years of this league that has propelled them to that status? Yeah, I mean, they definitely they work hard. You know, they they work hard as a team and they they play well together. Um, you know, some of the teams in the league, you know, they have individuals and stuff like that that are awesome. Um, but the way they mesh as a team all together, um, I think that's what makes them really successful. And what about your squad? One that you've been a part of now for a few years, winning their first playoff game ever in franchise history last week, now going to play for a championship, the Isabel Cup. You know, take me through that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's super exciting. I mean, last year we were kind of devastated when, you know, the Boots actually beat us in the playoffs. Um, you know, so it, it was wanting to get to that spot that we thought we deserved last year. Um, and nonetheless, you know, I think it's exciting that, you know, we've played really well all year. Obviously, we've had our, our games where, you know, we had our hiccups and stuff like that. But overall, we've been working hard, you know, in practice and in the game. So, um, you know, it's, it's nice to see all that work pay off. And we're going to talk to Chad Weisman a little bit later on in the show, but take me through what his attitude has been in the last few weeks leading up to the playoffs and now leading up to the SFL Cup. Yeah, he just always wants us to be aggressive. You know, he wants us to be the hardest working team out there and he wants us to wear teams down. Um, you know, conditioning is a big thing with our team. Um, you know, he kind of hops on the locker room, but I, I think it's just outworking the other teams and you know, even if still on our team that, you know, if we outwork somebody, it's going to be tough to keep up with us for 60 minutes. And you're going to be playing this game at home in front of what is going to be a packed house in New Jersey. What does that feel like? Yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, last last weekend on Sunday, it was, you know, 
really awesome. You know, it, people were young. We won the cup as the time ran out, which was really cool. Um, they had to rally tallies, towels and stuff like that, um, which made it even more exciting. And, and, you know, it made the team, you know, super jacked up to play um, this Sunday. So um, I'm expecting, you know, the Rose fans to come out strong and, and you know, silence the Buttes fans, I guess, because they're obviously <laughs> going to be some of those too. But, um, you know, hopefully we can, you know, make it a tough place to play. All right. Defender of the Year, Courtney Burke, going for her first Isabel Cup over the weekend. Good luck, Courtney. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Chad Wiseman is the head coach of the Metropolitan Riveters. And, Chad, we talked a little bit about it uh, before I hit record, but take me through some of the intricacies that go into, you know, this weather. I mean, obviously you guys aren't practicing seven days a week. What do you do when there's a, a major snowstorm? Yeah, uh, we miss practice. It's, it's pretty simple. Uh, unfortunately, um, all season we practice Tuesday, Thursday. Um, and because this is uh, longer than the season was originally intended, uh, we didn't have our practice scheduled. So we, we actually were scheduled to practice tonight and tomorrow. I uh, just got a call a few hours back that the arena, the Prudential Center, is going to be closing, the concert's closing. So it's just, you know, we don't, we don't get a lot of practice time to begin with. Um, that's kind of why I, I touched on having those, so many returnees that, uh, with limited practice time to to save kind of key teaching points, you can move on to to other things. But yes, unfortunately, building up to the finals here, we're uh, we're going to be short of practice tonight, and uh, we'll have to make the best of tomorrow. It is what it is, and we can't change it. So, um, but I'm not too concerned. The girls will be mentally prepared and uh, and ready to go for the finals. So, what do you do in the in you know in the event of a weather event like this? Do you guys have any phone calls or Skype meetings or anything like that, or, or just like an email chain to keep everybody yeah, involved? Just, yeah, yeah, I'll just reach out to my captains, and and they usually take care of it. They, uh, you know, they're probably better with with social media and, and uh, <laughs> electronics than I am. So they uh, they take care of that. I just reach out to them, and uh, but no, at, at this point of the year, there's it's pretty tough to get everyone together and, and have that kind of meeting. But, uh, you know, we know what's at stake for the, for the finals and, and we're, we're more than prepared. So, um, obviously it'd be nice to get on the ice and get some touches tonight, get the legs, the girls legs going, but, um, we'll see if the, uh, provincial center, I know they're supposed to be closed Friday for some maintenance. Um, they're going to try to maybe find us an hour somewhere, but, um, you know, that would be, that'd be great if they did, but probably unlikely. So we'll, uh, again, I'm not too concerned. The girls are ready for the weekend. So, I mean, you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago being mentally prepared. How do you mentally prepare for a championship battle? Um, well, I mean, I think everyone's different. I think every individual has their own way to prepare, and I don't think it changes whether it's game one or game 20 or, or the final. Um, the girls have their own structure, their own habits, um, their own preparation uh, for each game, and, and I wouldn't think that that would change because of the game. The nerves might be a little bit different, but uh, again, once once you step on that ice for that first shift, usually the nerves, you know, my past experience as a player, the nerves kind of go away uh, once you get into the game. Um, you know, I find as a coach now it's probably even more nerve-wracking uh, preparing for games than playing because when you play, you get on the ice, it's over, the coach is still standing there and uh, kind of helpless. You can't, uh, you know, when you can play, you can jump on the ice and, and make a difference. Uh, as a coach, you, you know, you have to trust that your players are going to do the job um, so I think it's, it may even be, from my experience as a player to a to a coach, it might be more nerve-wracking as a player, or as a coach, sorry. You guys win your first ever playoff game at home last week. This week, championship at home. Tell me a little bit about what you 
expect that atmosphere to be? Uh, it should carry over from from the last game. Like you know, we expect a sold out crowd. The fans, not just in our our team, Buffalo, other places have have, have been incredible this year. Um, so we, we expect great support um, from fans, not just ours, but other fans around the league. I'm sure Buffalo will have have people come up as well. So the league's done a great job, and, and people supporting the league have been fantastic. Um, so the place will, you know, it will be sold out. Uh, standing room only, I'm sure. Um, so everyone's everyone's pretty excited uh, for the game. And, and I guess one more before I let you go. I mean. You keep talking about the players, but tell me, and you said it might be even harder for the coach to get mentally prepared. What do you do with your staff to get them ready for uh, you know, a playoff uh, playoff game or even a championship game? Yeah, we, we try to stay busy. We watch a lot of video. Um, you know, when we're, you know, we travel, but my brother and I, he's, he's one of my assistants, along with Lauren Cook, and, and we, uh, when we travel back and forth, I, I have them watch a lot of video, keep them busy. Um, you know, it's a good way to learn and pick up on things. Um, you know, then we have uh, Ashley Robbins, our trainer, who does a, a lot more than just train, uh, athletic training. She's slash equipment manager, slash, you know, make Costco runs and make sure the girls have everything that they need. <laughs> so uh, we, we do have a great staff that, that really makes sure our girls have everything that they need. Um, we kind of just take things into our own hands and, and make sure that, that again, they're, they're well equipped for the game, whether it's Gatorade water, snacks, uh, you know, obviously equipment, supplies, stuff like that. So, our staff does a fantastic job preparing for any game, but especially for this finals, we'll be we'll be we'll all prepared from a staff uh, point of view for sure. All right, Coach Chad Wiseman of the Metropolitan Riveters, thank you so much for hopping on. Thanks a lot. Haley Skamara joins us now, the Rookie of the Year and one of the fans' three stars of the season. Haley, uh, many accolades for you, but you're really looking for just one more, aren't you, this weekend? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So tell me what that's going to be like playing for an Isabel Cup on the road for the second straight year? Yeah, um, it's definitely going to be a tough game. We've split the series with the Riveters so far this year. And, you know, road trips are always tough, but so far we've beaten them on the road. So hopefully it's the same for this Sunday. So obviously quite the road trip to get down here, right, towards Mm -hmm. the, uh, you know, the big city, not the Buffalo city. Um, so when do you guys normally leave? What's travel like and how do you make sure you keep yourselves mentally in it throughout that mm-hmm. trip? Right. Uh, we normally leave the day before the game. So we're going to leave Saturday morning and then we usually, I mean, it's definitely tough on the bus. You know, your legs get stiff. Mm. Um, but once we get off the bus, we try to like take a walk, do some stretches, um, just keep moving kind of. And, uh, and then the next day we make sure we go on walks and stretch and, you know, just try to stay focused on the game. So what's practice been like? Has it changed at all from opening day to day before the Isabel Cup final? Or is it the same, you know, preparation, same schedule, same all that? Right. Um, I think maybe we focus a little bit more on special teams, probably. Um, Just because those, they really show in playoff games, I think. I think that's always like a big factor. Um, so we'll definitely be working on that more and just fine tuning some other things, maybe some things we need help focusing on or, you know, goals we've missed maybe, or things like that. Tell me a little bit about your season with Mm -hmm. the Buttes. Uh, I mean, obviously rookie of the year, a fans, Mm three-star selection. So you've done pretty well, uh, we could say. (laughs) <laughs> but you tell me, I mean, how has your confidence evolved over the course of the season? 
Yeah, I think uh, this season's been, it's just been great. Um, I think my, um, you know, all the accolades help and everything, but my teammates, we've been working really well together and we've just, we have like, we've been building this really great chemistry and um, it's really good to see and it really helps me grow as a player to be able to work with all of them. A hat trick in the all-star game. Uh huh. What was that like? Yeah, that was that was amazing. That was definitely uh, that was surreal. Um, it was it was so much fun to play there in front of like a different crowd and with all new players and stuff. Um, yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun. That's really cool. Now I I don't want to be I can knock on wood for you if you really want me to. I don't want to be the uh. jinx guy. <laughs> okay. The Buttes haven't had a an L, haven't mm-hmm. put one in the loss column since mid December. Yep. Yeah. The last one was on December 2nd. Right. So what is that? That's one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight regular season games in a row, including three over the mm-hmm. Riveters. Right. And then the playoff win last weekend over the Whale. Yep. What's been going right? Uh, I mean, I think our team confidence has definitely grown. Um, after we got bought by the Pugles, I think we knew that we had to prove that, you know, we deserve to be in, like, the One Buffalo organization, and we just really wanted to show them, like, how good of a team that we are. And I think we've, I mean, we've definitely done that, and then we've just gotten closer as a team as the season has gone on, and I think we've, you know, stayed positive and stayed focused on things we need to work on or things we're doing well. And I think it's shown. And and just to bring it back to to you for a split second, uh, hilariously, three goals in the All Star game. You haven't uh-huh. scored a multi goal game. No. <laughs> other than that, have you? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's been the only one. <laughs> so, so what do you think? Are you going to try and do it again this weekend? I hope so. That'd yeah. be great. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what goes into preparing against playing a team like the Riveters, who are just so fast. Right, and mm-hmm. they and they lead the league in a lot of things. Uh, mm-hmm. Scoring is wild. There, they get uh, Miye Dench back from injury for the playoff run. Right, Katie Fitzgerald on the back end. It, it's mm-hmm. a daunting group. The MVP is there, and Grush Chow, uh, right. Courtney Burke, Defender of the Year, is there. Mm-hmm. It, it, like I said, it's a daunting group. So, what do you guys do to prepare for that? Yeah, I mean, I think we just kind of we usually don't focus too much on individual players more as how they work as a unit and what they do as a team, what they look for and how they try to score most of their goals. And we just want to try to combat that as much as possible and shut down maybe some of those key players and, um, yeah, just look at their tendencies, I guess, over their, their season. Well, they certainly haven't scared you in the last two months. (laughs) No, we've, uh, we've stayed focused and, you know, I mean, those were obviously, really tough games and um but we've we've come out with the w yeah all right Haley skimura the rookie of the year and uh, nwhl fans three stars of the season selection thank you to alexa grushow courtney burke chad weissman and Haley skimura for being on the show in what has got to be a busy week both mentally and physically getting ready for this matchup i'm sure All of them are working tirelessly to prepare themselves for the championship game this weekend. So thank you to those folks for joining us on the show. And if if you just listen to that and you're listening to this podcast and then you're going to tell anybody around you that you're not excited for this game, you're a liar. I, I, I challenge you. You are a liar.
because this is going to be fun. This is what they play for, right? The excitement is in the air. You can feel it. You really can. And talking with them, you can see and you can feel, even over the phone, which is how we record most of the time, you can feel the excitement, right? They're excited to get in front of the fans, to get out on the rink on Sunday and just go for it. The Buttes going for back-to-backs obviously has never been done in the NWHL before. Only the third year, the Pride win it in the inaugural season, the Buttes last year, and now the Buttes up against the Riveters this year for the championship. Like I said, folks, it's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to want to be there. If you can't be there, watch it on Twitter. If you can, if you're in the area, buy those tickets, nwhl.zone. Find the tab. Buy your tickets. It's going to be sold out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be loud. Great time for the family. Perfect thing to do on a Sunday. Get them out there and go watch some championship caliber hockey. It is going to be a lot of fun. So, folks, I want to say thanks for for joining us throughout the season. Obviously, we didn't get as many episodes out as we would have liked. Hopefully, we can do this over the offseason and we can bring on some guests and talk about transactions and, and different ways uh, teams can improve themselves going into the fourth season of the NWHL and maybe what's on the horizon for the league as well. So really hope to continue the podcast throughout the offseason. So don't unsubscribe. Don't stop rating. Don't stop reviewing. We definitely appreciate it. Shoot us, you know, uh, reach out to us on, on Twitter or uh, on SoundCloud and let us know what you'd like to hear from us. We definitely want to keep in your feeds. We want to keep this going, get the momentum back under our feet and bring this throughout the offseason into next season as well. So good luck to those competing over the weekend in the Isabel Cup. Good luck to the Buttes. Good luck to the Riveters, their coaching staffs, their fans. For everybody at the NWHL, I'm Ken Reichman, and we will see you next time.